thought it. Uh. No, I didn't. And until you explained it in the end, I was like, yeah, I was not, I was never going to go there. Well, like, no, it made to, sense to, when you explained now, it. To be fair, until I explained it at the end, I didn't know how it connected either. I just, <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting point. And what, so. was, what was fascinating was literally Lori and I are pretty good about oh, y'all are good go, at riffing. going with. Yeah. yeah, and rolling it in. And, oh, yeah. yeah, that's good. And. Yeah, I honestly expected Lori to go, yeah, I actually, and then it was crickets. Because well, oh. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. And then he actually said out loud, I'm pretty sure, we'll probably cut this out. <laughs> I, 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 listened, I, was saying it. I listened back, but you just must have heard my my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I really did. I, really I did. don't remember saying that, but I for Definitely. sure thought it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Uh, I don't care who you ooh. are, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> that is the thing about the three of us is we will say something so confidently. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then we're like, I think. And then about, <laughs> Wait, and then about a minute later, <laughs> then about a minute later, I'm like, scratch that out, scratch that. <laughs> <it. laughs> I'm not saying that now. I don't agree with that anymore. My mind just no, my, my mind and worldview just changed in the last thirty seconds. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was so thirty seconds ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a good T-shirt. <laughs> So that was so 30 seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's hard to read the tone into that. Though. Speaking of which, uh, we will have t-shirts soon. Oh, yeah? So people listening, if they want t-shirts, they should let us know about that. Um, no, the people listening want t-shirts. That's right. So here's you how you do it. <laughs> That's all right. I actually have no idea <laughs> here's how, how Here's how you get one. <laughs> Start by just emailing equip at austinrooms.org. That's like mm-hmm. our safe, the safe, you know, thing to do yeah, with yeah. any question sure. or anything you, you want and we will uh, I mean you've got to wear something you should not go outside without a shirt on full stop there you so go. if so true to, so to fulfill that one. basic mandate the of western of wisdom, society the kind of wisdom around this table bro, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why bro. we don't have more subscribers I mean that's gold, <laughs> that's gold. come on <laughs> hey we also have hats so for for, for guys he- like me for heads like yours that are <laughs> extremely clean shaven That's today right. I didn't uh, notice you were shiny <laughs> I think we need to get on the rails here oh, 100%. <laughs> Genesis chapter 39 uh, we're picking up in verse 19. Why do we do that? It's really fascinating. Every single season when we do this, whether it be a topic or whether it be a text, we put grand plans together <laughs> and a great outline, uh, and it's always meant to and be by, jacked up. And by we, you mean... <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but it was literally the, the ticker tape through my head. <laughs> the look on Lori's face, and Jeff decided to say it. Yeah. <laughs> but if Joey didn't do it, we never would get here. Yeah, no, Joey is the idea, let's go after this thing, and then we're the edit in real time people. That's and right. he goes, yeah, cool. Yeah, He's nice good. to still be friends with us. kind of our workflow. It's kind of our workflow. exactly right. Uh, so what happened was, uh, what happened, let, let's go, Real quick, 38 and 39, you know, we talked about 38 being really not about Joseph. And then 39 um, was the story of Potiphar's Potiphar's wife and Mm -hmm. false accusations against Joseph. He gets thrown in jail. And so we have a scene change Mm -hmm. uh, happening here, which is why uh, we have decided to, to stop last week there. And pick it up. Yeah. And I mentioned this last week. I mean, one of the, or last episode, one of the things we see in this kind of the back and forth shows us is this is still a story about Jacob Mm, and Jacob's kids. Yeah. It's not solely about Joseph, which we tend to kind of hyper focus on him because he is such a redemptive character. Mm -hmm. Like he's one of the only, hey, this guy does it right almost the whole way through Mm -hmm. to the end of his life characters we have in scripture. So it's really fun to focus on that, but it does help to zoom out and go, man, this is the whole family we're talking about. You might have. Talk, said this last week, but to remind m- m- everyone and myself, uh, why why is that significant to know that this story is about Jacob and not necessarily only about Joseph? Because Jacob is the patriarch. Uh, 
Joseph is an important figure in the nation of Israel, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily as important in the coming of the Messiah, which is what all scripture points to anyway. So through Jacob comes Judah, who is actually the one through whom the Messiah comes. Which is why 38 was so important. 38 was so important, yeah, Yeah. but you know. And when you hear, when you hear it, God will say, I'm the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm. It never says Mm -hmm. Joseph at Mm. the end of that. Mm. So when they repeat, it's always those three in the patriarchal line. Yeah, Yeah. so So it's it's why is Joseph important Mm. is is what it answers. Yeah. 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 And it goes back to like what we have now in the canon is really interesting. Was, Was there things written, I wonder, about the other brothers? I mean, clearly here about Judah, sure. and, and we have it. But for some reason, we, we do follow the story yeah. of Joseph. Yeah. And he is a, what, what, I think we're going to talk about this later in the season, but a typology of Jesus, right? I mean, so it does point towards. There's a um, bunch of stuff yeah. in this this chapter that has good typology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't decided if I'm going to talk about it or not. Okay, we'll, we'll find it. out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what I want to do is I want to uh, review uh, real quick, give a flyover of the events happening, and then we can go back and kind of dig into what's actually going on uh, in the action. So we're going to do 39:19, and we're going to go through 41:36. And you might think, well, you're cutting off the chapter again. And that's because there's more scene changes, and so we want to kind of <laughs> bookend it with this. So in 3919, uh, we see that uh, he gets thrown in jail. He gets thrown in a prison, which, you know, as, as I looked at it, there's a dungeon. It's, it would be beneath kind of the, the house of, of uh, where Potiphar and, and the king would live, uh, Pharaoh would live. And so, um, but again, we have the Lord was with Joseph with steadfast love. In verse 21, he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper in the prison. That's really redundant language from chapter 38. You guys jump in and cut me off anytime you want to. Uh, so then we, he is given the opportunity to be a, a steward of uh, the people in the prison and, and given responsibilities in the prison. Then you got two high-ranking officials join him in prison. You got the cupbearer or the butler, and you got the baker or the chef. Okay, And the candlestick maker. <laughs> sure. And uh, good. That's not the cutoff I was thinking that <laughs> you guys would interject row, with. Row, row, rowing the boat. <laughs> yeah, like, all of a sudden it gets yeah. for like butcher, baker, and candlestick maker. No, yeah, y'all didn't but, grow and, up doing those. And I, I mentioned this like the very last thing we, I mentioned last week. Like there's a connective piece back to the beginning of 39 uh, that uh, the only thing that... Um, yeah, Potiphar. Potiphar, thank you. Not Pharaoh, but Potiphar was worried about was his food. Was his food. Like everything mm-hmm. else was under Joseph's mm-hmm. uh, command and he mm-hmm. wasn't worried about any of that. So yeah. like in 40, it's like, oh, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So so one thing we see is these guys wouldn't have been strangers to yes. Joseph. Like he, yep. it doesn't matter how long he was in there. Like these yep. were people he would have known. Yeah. And I think the, the, innkeep, uh, the innkeeper, yeah, the keeper of the prison, uh, he... Um, Clearly, like he put Joseph in charge really quickly. I think Joseph's reputation mm. preceded himself. Mm-hmm. So I think the cupbearer and the baker knew him. I think the keeper of the prison knew Joseph, um, uh, leading into all these events that are about to transpire. So they, mm. we got some new characters introduced, and they both have dreams. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about dreams uh, in a little bit, but you've got uh, the, the chief cupbearer <clears throat> telling this dream to Joseph. Joseph interprets it, and it, it ends well for the cupbearer, mm-hmm. the interpretation, and then what actually ends up happening. He gets reinstated, and he goes on. So poor Chief Baker, he's all excited <laughs> because the cupbearer just got good news from Joseph, and then it's really bad news um, for 
for just, I actually put um, not a lot of pastoral touch on the delivery from Joseph. <laughs> yeah. I know because it has the same language as like, and Pharaoh will lift up your head. Like it says that about both of them. And then it says from you. Yeah. And then it says from you in 19 and the birds will eat your flesh. And it's like, Aww. hang you on a tree and the birds. Well, it's funny though, because like the, the, uh, the baker must've known that something, something was different because mm-hmm. he waited to see what the interpretation going to be. Because mm-hmm. when he saw that it was favorable, then he asked mm-hmm. what the interpretation yeah. was. Yeah, you that's know? good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Pharaoh's birthday comes around, um, and, and he's like, "Hey, I need my guys for my mm-hmm. birthday party. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to reinstate them. All right. So then he's going to reinstate the chief beer, and he obviously doesn't. And we don't know why. We don't know what's going on with the baker and why he decides mm-hmm. uh, to hang the baker. So then. We have what's really important is the cupbearer, Joseph asked the cupbearer, hey, listen, I gave you this good report. You're going to be reinstated. Remember me. He doesn't. uh, The chief cupbearer does not. So two years go by. Pharaoh has dreams. We'll talk about those dreams in a little bit. Essentially, those dreams need to be interpreted. And he solicits all the magicians and all the wise men in the land. No one can do it. And I wrote down, there's nothing like the real thing, right? <laughs> Nothing like the real thing. And so no one could do it. The chief cupbearer says, oh, my bad. There's a guy in prison who actually can do this thing. He gets him and Joseph then interprets the dream and says, hey, listen, there's gonna be some really good times for mm-hmm. us in Egypt. Yeah. And then it's gonna be followed by some really bad times. So I got a plan. Here's the plan. This is what you should do and see yeah, cool. That's good. Hey, not so bad. Yeah. Not so bad. Hopefully so, everyone so, followed so, that. So that took us up through 4136. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right? That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So um, I want to just highlight about the narrative, some things that stood out to you guys and why it stood out uh, to you guys. I've got lots of things highlighted on my on my sheet, but I want you guys to go first. Gosh, there's a lot. We I feel like there's a lot we could talk about, so I don't want to swing us too far in any one direction, but... I did really get hung up on the typology stuff. Okay. So typology is just a a, a specific type of symbolism right. that points forward to Jesus. Yeah. So it, it, there's symbolism as a big heading, and typology mm. is a type of mm-hmm. of symbolism. Yeah. And within and, academia and Bible study approaches, there's two extremes. One yep. is that nothing points to anything. Everything stands on its own. Right. A very wooden, literal, everything only is what it is kind mm-hmm. of thing. Or everything is a picture of something that's to come. And so... Something right. in between. The two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something mm-hmm. in between. Well, and yeah. I think there's two, the, I think there's the camp, right, that things can be called symbols, but they, they're not typology if it wasn't referred to in the New Testament. Okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. I've seen that yeah. Yeah. as yeah. well, is mm-hmm. that it, you know, if... You can call it a symbol, but if somebody didn't refer to that thing in the New Testament, mm-hmm. it's just right. a symbol. It's not mm-hmm. a specific yeah, type. Yeah, yeah, So I've seen that that's, third that's rail clarification. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's an, an, I started down the rabbit hole, and there's <laughs> and a it lot. Is, man. There, it, man, yeah. it's a rabbit hole, right? Yeah, yeah. Of I mean, even the 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 cup the yeah, cup maker. An and, okay, so an example yeah. would be um, that Joseph is an innocent man mm. who stands accused. Mm. With two other men, <laughs> right? Mm. One of them gets a good report, mm. goes free. Mm-hmm. One of them doesn't, mm. and then he's forgotten. Mm. Like the Joseph is forgotten. Mm. Um, that's pretty. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's cool. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's yeah. It, yeah. that particular thing. I did look. Sure. That is not necessarily mentioned in the New Testament as mm-hmm. referred to in the mm-hmm. Old Testament. Like that in that part of the story, they're not like, and yeah. it was just like the Joseph story. Mm-hmm. If you want to go really rabbit hole, yeah. 
Um, you know, <laughs> this Joseph- is where I wish we still videoed. <laughs> yeah, because Lori's face right now. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like part scared schoolgirl, part it was evil so genius. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? like some of it is, is the literature teacher in me that's like, this yeah. has got to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on, yeah, yeah. don't get legal with me. Like, I, this is cool. Mm. Um, you know, you've got the the baker, the bread. You've got the wine. Maker, oh shoot! The cup. We're going all communion. Uh, you see what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, there's a yeah, lot sure. of those kinds of things mm-hmm. that are kind of cool. I'll pick up on that as well. I mean, whenever I see uh, the number seven, which is later mm-hmm. in the in the in the narrative um, about the seven cows and the seven stalk good corn um and then three days, like right. in three days, yeah. Um, and those are those are worthy uh rabbit trails to to go down because I think they're really fascinating to understand like seven is completion you know mm-hmm. it's just a biblical um we see that a lot in I'm gonna defer to my left here there's seven is a big deal in um book of revelation yeah and time eschatology. yeah any eschatological um, three seven twelve yeah, yeah yeah so I just think that's a it's interesting 14, and fascinating that here. Here we are in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, before the law is written, before we've got a lot to learn, Mm -hmm. um, and yet it already starts popping up, which Mm -hmm. I think is fascinating. I go typology, he goes numerology. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, then that is, I mean, we had an episode, was it last season or Mm -hmm. was it five years ago? I don't even know anymore. (laughs) But we talked about just kind of four questions to ask when you come to Mm -hmm. any text is, you know, what does this tell me about God? How Mm -hmm. does this point me to Jesus? Well, this Mm -hmm. is one of those things Mm -hmm. that, you know, you may not be able to quote chapter and verse, but when you can zoom back out and go, does this remind me of anything? Yeah. Is there something about Jesus that I know? You know, and again, if you can't answer that question, then maybe read a little ahead, mm-hmm. read a little further, something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I think that's just a good a good practice. That's something that like typology will help you with a mm-hmm. lot of times, just helping you understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How, how does this point to Jesus? Because it may not be just black and white, but it may right. it may be a little more artistic like that. And you know who does a really good job of this? There's a really great Bible project video that talks about mm-hmm. yeah. just the the narrative structures within the big narrative structure mm-hmm. and how there are a bunch of little, you know, little bitty redemptive narratives mm-hmm. inside the big redemptive narrative, mm-hmm. which is is really kind of a great argument for the <laughs> fact that God wrote the whole book. Because mm-hmm. individual writers across thousands of years in, you know, many different contexts all sort of have that same little arc. So it makes sense that we would see that little arc over and over and over mm-hmm. again inside yeah. the big arc. Yeah, I really yeah. like that. That's good. That's good. I... um I don't want to jump too quickly to application. I think there was a Bible study thing that kind of that grabbed my attention. It was uh, chapter forty, verse four. Okay. It said the captain of the guard appointed Joseph to be with them, and he attended them. They continued for some time in custody. I read that a couple times as if it was the keeper of the prison. Okay. It wasn't the keeper of the prison. Hmm. It was Potiphar. Right. He's the captain of the bodyguard. That's right. Potiphar Hmm. appointed Joseph to be with them. Hmm. So I got questions. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Is Potiphar still mad at Joseph? Does does he still, does he now realize his Hmm. wife was at fault, but it would be too shameful to admit that. So he keeps Joseph in prison because they were only in this specific area of, of, um, in this dungeon. Uh, because they, uh, Lori is already shaking her head no, um, but they're only here, and it was a temporary holding spot until they were able to go under trial. It wasn't a permanent prison. Mm. And yet he stays there 
between 11 and 13 years. He's in prison between 11 and 13 years, and yet we see here some time had passed, and Potiphar trusts Joseph to essentially do the keeper of the prison's job for these two men. You know, having a whole 90 seconds to give a lot of deep thought to this, the uh, the first thing I would point to would be... um, the keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything when Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him, whatever mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if if I'm just guessing here, mm-hmm. which I guess we kind of have to a mm-hmm. little bit, uh, is that he saw the consistency. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah the, yeah, the guy I knew before, apparently still that guy, even if he screwed mm-hmm. up. That's right. Even mm-hmm. if he screwed up, like mm-hmm. there's still a consistency and a faithfulness to him right. that in this place, I can probably get out of him what I was getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we. I think it's all. That's a really good observation. Joe. I think it's all conjecture. Yeah. About, you know, did did something happen with Potiphar's wife that mm-hmm. made him doubt yeah. her trustworthiness? Was there, you know, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there are all sorts of things that yeah. could have happened where, sure. where Potiphar was like, oh shoot, maybe I messed up. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see that God is still with him. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, right. we're going to see Pharaoh's going to do that in the next chapter. Yeah. Pharaoh's going to acknowledge. Yeah. yeah. God's providence. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah. maybe those things I just think it's super fun to say, okay, there's this isolated version. And again, there's things that are interesting and things that are important. And this is not necessarily important, but it is certainly interesting. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> to Definitely. say, okay, what is going on? And it, and it, I think, says a lot about human nature. It says a lot about our sin. It says a lot about the way we think and the way we react. And I think there is a interesting lesson in there for us hmm. uh, that, that if possible that he recognized it and didn't make things right. Mm. And um, I think we see that again, like with the cupbearer when he doesn't remember Joseph. Like, how do, how do you not? I mean, right. he's the reason why you're out of jail. And, and he didn't do it until it benefited him because he says, I realize, I forget the language, but it's like, I realize what I've done or my- The cupbearer um, says that? Yeah, he says it when he, when, when he oh, uh, chapter 41 in verse nine. I remember my offenses today. <laughs> mm. There's a confession. Yeah. There's a confession yeah, of something. I would something. make mention today of my so, own offenses. So I would say there's a little bit of a parallel between possibly, again, conjecture a little bit. Yeah. Potiphar not owning up to something huh. and the cupbearer then owning up to something huh. with his offenses. Do you think, are you saying you think that that is kind of us in human nature when yeah, we have yeah. made a sinful mistake. Yeah. We don't necessarily admit it with our mouths, yeah. but our actions are like, well, I'm gonna make up for this by doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I've done it. I'm just saying I see <laughs> sure. it in other people. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, what are some other things? I, I noticed, and this is where we're jumping probably into some, Jeff, you've been quiet over there if you've got something, but I, I wrote down four different times in chapter 39 uh, from verses... Uh, probably 22 down, actually just 22. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It says this, and the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Um, whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down the following. Any favor we have with others is from God, steward it well. Joseph was gifted. Any giftedness we are given are gifts from the Lord, steward them well. When others can tell the Lord is with you, steward that reputation well. And then it's success. Any success that comes our way is from the Lord, steward 
it well. We've got a stewardship thing, I think, that's happening here. You're laughing because I'm preaching. I feel like the Jack Handy music from SNL should play <laughs> under the way you said that. Because it was Deep very, thoughts. oh yeah, it was very sing-songy. It no, was no, awesome. It's not Jack Handy. Uh, oh God, can we? Jack, what's his name? Jack yeah, Handy. Deep Thoughts. Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy. I don't think that's it. Is it? We're going to put it in the show notes what it was. <laughs> didn't I, didn't I, didn't I? I don't know. Okay. You, you got to Google it now. I know. So <laughs> you, while you do, while I do that, you respond that, yeah. to what I'm saying. Um, I agree with what you just said. How about that? Uh, <laughs> How about I don't disagree And I love the way said. you said it. <laughs> How about that for part two? Engage the stewardship. What do you guys think about stewardship? What do you think about? Because I think the reason why I'm bringing it up, and I think we should mm-hmm. talk about it, is as a practical application for our people, is because I think all too often, Lori, you said this in episode one of the series, Joseph's story is our story. Yeah. And I think that is something, the overarching theological truth about 37 through 50 is God's providence, mm-hmm. God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is moving forward a narrative. All the our series is called Highs and Lows of the Life of Joseph. He is provident and moving it forward. And mm-hmm. I think that with God in charge and God giving favor, God giving success, God giving gifts, mm-hmm. um, that, that there is a role on our part to make sure that we're recognizing it and receiving it yeah. and that we're using it and stewarding it well. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think, um, <laughs> probably full stop, but... And, uh, <laughs> You know, obviously, he wouldn't have had the categories like sovereignty and providence that we do for right. that. So, yeah, I almost have to take a step back and go, okay, what was driving Joseph's faithfulness in the midst of all this uncertainty? Because, yeah, like for us, you know, we've been to classes, we've read books, we have systematic theologies on ourselves that give us, you know, great treatises on sovereignty and providence, and we can articulate a view of that. He wouldn't have been able to even do that. Yeah. He just knows that the God of his father and his grandfather and his great grandfather mm-hmm. tended to do things a certain way. And apparently Joseph had trust in that, even mm-hmm. though he never specifically says it till later in the story that he realizes that, uh, you know, kind of spoiler alert, what you guys intended for evil, God intended <laughs> for good. Yeah. We found that out later, but like somehow he's got some working mm, yeah. view that's being lived out, unarticulated. Yeah. Just having him do that. And so may, maybe an application for that or an observation mm-hmm. at the very least mm-hmm. you can apply it if you want to or not is just the idea of, well, I don't know enough mm-hmm. being an excuse that a lot of people mm-hmm. give. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know that Joseph knew enough right. intellectually, but experientially he has something to draw on. Yeah. And so I think a That's lot of good. times we will sell ourselves short of not, you know, well, I haven't, you know, been taught it. Yeah. But have you experienced it? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. You know, Kind of continue to pull in the theme of sovereignty and providence, Joey. I agree. That, that was that's probably the biggest thing I keep seeing over and over again. I kind of listed out some things that do point to that. It might be redundant with some of what you just said, yeah, but okay. uh, his time in prison, like the timing mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. is uh, not only that it happened, but when it happened, yeah. uh, is very key. The crime of the cupbearer and the baker, not just that it happened, but when it happened, mm-hmm. is key. Uh, if they had already been in prison before Joseph went. May, this may play out completely different. The, 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 the timing of their dreams mm-hmm. is key because by then he was in charge, you know, in that area. Uh, the circumstance of the cupbearer forgetting. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that stinks, but mm-hmm. you see it, how it plays out. And when he remembers is yeah. extremely uh, timely. The timing of Pharaoh's dreams mm-hmm. after that, very timely. Uh, Joseph's situation of still being in prison and the cupbearer remembering. Mm-hmm. Again, all this is like, wow, that's really... Yeah, that's really interesting. That's yeah. really coincidental. I don't know. Maybe yeah. might, might be more <laughs> than that. It? And then Pharaoh's response to Joseph, 
And uh, I guess that's maybe a little more next week, or is that in this passage? I guess it's in this passage. Are we in 41.36? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pharaoh's response to Joseph in his subsequent promotion, mm-hmm. the timing of the nation, which we know, because we've seen the end of the, the story, mm-hmm. uh, is important for the entire nation's survival. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. extreme. So like all these things- in, Play and, together. And, and then yeah. going back to Joseph being a jerk. Well, yeah. that seems like that was kind of timely, because that triggered mm-hmm. his brothers to do something. They probably wouldn't have done other. You know, yeah. you just see how this yeah. how God is- whether I get too nerdy here, but whether he's superintending, <laughs> yeah. whether he's allowing, whether he's causing, whether he's you know working, whatever you want to do, yeah. God made things really good come out of really bad situations yeah. all throughout this. And what you see that's common is there was one guy in the middle of it who just had a a, a lot of trust mm, yeah. and just kept putting one foot in front of the other in, in line with that. Yeah, and I think that's how the two are. Th- I think our two things fit together really mm-hmm. well. Is that he was faithful to steward the things those things that I talked about earlier yeah. in the midst of all those. Yeah. And um, I think that's 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 huge for me because I, I come up with a lot of excuses why I'm not going to be faithful mm-hmm. based on my circumstance. Yeah. And not even just God being in control of Joseph's circumstances. A lot of mm-hmm. times, I mean, we make it real personal, mm-hmm. but I just want to zoom back out. It's like he was in control of what the the evil people were doing too mm-hmm. and what their circumstances yeah. were. Like Pharaoh's response right. is not a righteous mm-hmm. It couldn't be a righteous response because he's not a righteous man. Mm-hmm. But right, the response right. worked into what God was doing. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, that, there's just a lot. It's yeah. almost there. And I think my biggest takeaway, honestly, came just from the very beginning of this too, when he when Joseph, the worst thing that had happened to Joseph so far, like the highs and lows and the highs and lows and the highs and lows, the worst thing that had happened to him so far of getting thrown in this prison after he had known such success, Hmm. the the author Moses is quick to point (laughs) out, for the Lord was with him. Yeah. For the Lord was with him. And yeah. we're pretty quick to be like, well, God can't be, this can't be. That's right. He can't be with me or be in charge of this because it's so bad or right. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's so bad. So I, I love that juxtaposition of, and he got all this success and everything was good. And it was because he was favored of the Lord. Yeah. And then literally the next five verses are like, yeah. and he got thrown in prison wow. and he was favored of the Lord. Wow, Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the same language yeah, in sure. both scenarios, and right. you know, in our in our flesh and in our limited view and perspective of things, yeah. we assign favor of the Lord to one, but not the other. And we're so fickle, just to like quit things when things get hard, you know. And I just think that's that's there's so much, and I, I think this is probably redundant, but it's so important. I, I just was thinking about my kids, you know, and and like I think about Selah, and if she doesn't get cast as something she really wanted, yeah. I think we do a disservice to our kids to say, oh, you know what? You didn't get cast as you wanted. You can go ahead and quit the show. <laughs> like I had that temptation. I'll be honest. I hope no one from there listens to this. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, I had that temptation. And then, you know, you realize, and I, I just said this to Sayla last night, like I am really proud of her because she had that same temptation, mm-hmm. but she in turn persevered. And now she is making a difference by in having the time, not getting the part that she wanted to invest in other people in other ways. Mm. And I just think it's so important for us to realize there's so much blessing in mm-hmm. enduring and persevering mm-hmm. hardship because God is using it. Yeah. God is using it. I don't have any other pastoral encouragement, so don't ask at the end. That was it. I got it. That's it. I'm all out. <laughs> I am going to ask it again. <laughs> and you will have something. So be thinking of something. <laughs> uh, come on. Did you all think in 41 verse 2, and behold, there came up from the Nile seven cows, attractive and plump, 
and they fed in the reed grass. Grass-fed beef, man. No. <laughs> you didn't did think you? that? No, I didn't. Oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> Great grass-fed beef. Um, That's funny. Awesome. So um, I, I think it's just really good. Um, you know, where the narrative was going to go from here, uh, just about Joseph um, uh, and how he becomes that person. It seems self-promoting. I get a little twinge of 17-year-old Joseph here mm. <laughs> when he basically says, now Selectus is a discerning and wise man mm. to set him over the land of Egypt. Let him, that's why I think he's three. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We're, we don't talk about that around the round table, Joey. Uh, um, and then... Uh, yeah. Then, anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, would, would he even been? That's interesting to think about. Was mm-hmm. he? I don't think he was thinking he would be that guy because, as far as he knew, right then he's probably just going back he's to the dungeon, jail. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's just yeah. giving more wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. but it is. It is interesting. But if yeah. if you were the guy, you'd be going, ah, oh, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> humble yeah. brag. Humble three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. 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 Takes one to know one. His name was Joseph. <laughs> Pretty sure he was a three. Uh, all right, dreams. This is a big theme in this. So we got to talk about dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting when we read the scriptures, and this is, we have to, we've talked about this before too around the table, but when um, something like this comes up in scripture, oh, dreams, and we, we begin to build out, um, this is how cults are started, right? When you start building out based on one mm-hmm. thing in scripture and, and roll with it. So mm. uh, let's talk about dreams um, why was it relevant then? Mm-hmm. Why did God include it in his word? Are dreams relevant now? How do we engage dreams now? Sure. So let's go. Yeah, go I've got just a little historical background. Uh, th- 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 that was just a common part of, uh, if you ever see A-N-E uh, in something, it means ancient Near East. So mm-hmm. it was a real common part of ancient Near East mm-hmm. you know, custom, literature. I mean, if you read anything about that time period historically, dreams are just common, mm-hmm. you know? It's the way they thought the gods spoke, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. So, you know, there were kind of two different types of dreams generally that they had either from a god or not from a god. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so they tended to use a lot of puns, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. when you see, you know, cows and corn mm-hmm. and all right. this stuff, well, right. that'd be a common device that would have been used in that in that time, mm-hmm. uh, in in writing and whatnot, storytelling, uh, and so these honestly these line up really neatly with any other type of thing you might have read about that 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 time period. So it's interesting though about the interpretation uh, in Scripture is that Joseph and then Daniel and Daniel two mm-hmm. are the only two I think that give God credit for. Yeah. The interpretation, mm-hmm. whereas you see always the leader, it's, it's usually a leader that has a dream, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know they always summon their their sorcerers. Mm-hmm. Their mm-hmm. If you see uh, words like uh, divination or things like that mm-hmm. in scripture, it's usually talking about like dream interpretation or trying to trying to conjure up some kind of dream or mm-hmm. vision mm-hmm. to get an answer to something. It's usually in that same thing. So dreams are a really common thing, especially all through the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that we see coming back again and again. Yeah, I had some similar things uh, that, it, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quoting something here, but sophisticated profession involving technical dream books that listed elements of dreams in their mm. meetings, kind of what you are just saying. Yeah. Um, records of the veracity, the veracity of dream, past dreams and their interpretations provide an empirical evidence to support the interpreter's predictions. Yeah, like, yeah, like they would pick a symbol, for instance. Mm-hmm. So there was one I saw, it's like if you saw a raven yeah. flying, that meant you were going to yeah. X, Y, Z kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so a carrion they, bird. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So they kind of kept track of yep. 
threads. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert, Shakespeare does it all that. You know, like oh, every yeah. great writer uses English the, lit. I know, sorry, yeah. <laughs> uses these, That's good. these exact sort of huh. dream symbols. And then they, cool. they turn up in modern psychology too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So, one of the best songs of the 90s, Silent Lucidity by Queensryche. <laughs> Always. It is about a dream There's sequence. That. There you There's go. that. Rabbit That's trail. the first '90s <laughs> progressive metal. <laughs> so it's important to say that Joseph was not schooled <laughs> in that tradition. Can I don't we know. Go back because yeah. I didn't get my turn. About dreams? Uh-huh. Well, I just but that that was my last point. We can go back. We're talking about dreams still. Okay. But uh, I'm in the middle of the conversation. Okay, I'm so. sorry. Why do you think he wouldn't have, wouldn't have been skilled in that? Uh, well, we don't see that he is. Like that he wasn't, when you say skilled, you mean like schooled, well, he didn't have formal training? The reason why, uh, yeah, great question. So two reasons. One is uh, in the text, it says that he sought out specific professional people that would. Okay. The magicians and uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, wise men, quote unquote, wise men. And okay. I think that he was reaching. No one could do it. So he gets the man of God. And Joseph didn't say, I'm skilled in this. He said, God gave me the gift. Mm-hmm. So Interpretations belong to so God. I think, Which is the same thing Daniel did, right? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't skilled. They just, that's yeah, right, right. That's right. right. So, okay. Yeah, I'm, okay, so, I, got, I got you now. So God bestowed the gift. Mm-hmm. God's the, the cause and the reason for interpretation. Yeah. Or, or the vehicle in which mm-hmm. Joseph's able to mm-hmm. interpret a dream. Okay. Yeah. All right, Lori, your turn. No, no, I just wanted, I I think all of what you guys are saying makes complete sense. We have to understand it in the culture in which it was written. Um, But maybe from like a a 30,000 foot height drawback, I I think it's important for us to realize that our God is a speaking God. Mm -hmm. He, He speaks. Right. And so for us, the revealed word of God, the way he speaks to us, is largely through his word, mm-hmm. right? And so when I was thinking through like what the character of God, what do we learn about God, which was your first question mm-hmm. when we were talking about reading a passage, what do we learn about God? He's a speaking God. He longs to speak to his hmm. people for his purposes. Yeah, right. Back then, yeah. you know, kind of where we are in redemptive history, y'all were talking about where we were in cultural history, which right. is extremely valuable. You have to have it. Right. Where we are in redemptive history is that God is speaking to his people, but there's not a written word yet. Hmm. And so perhaps perhaps dreams were a vehicle mm-hmm. that he used um, oh, you know, see to it speak with to them. Yeah. You know, we see it with, yeah. Yeah, you see, all you patriarchs see it a had lot. dreams. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. people, it's it's not it's not prescriptive. It's not that God always speaks that way, but it's it's definitely descriptive for mm. these mm. particular characters yeah. in this story. Yeah. It describes how God speaks to them. It doesn't prescribe That's right. the only way that God can speak. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's well said. Um, does God still use dreams today? Talk to our Muslim friends. Yeah. He sure yeah, does. For yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. And again, I think it has to do with speaking. Mm-hmm. How else, if they don't mm-hmm. have access to the written word, mm-hmm. and God is a speaking God, right. perhaps that is yeah. how that happens. Yeah. But yeah, again, it's, it's about God and his character. Yeah, it's fascinating. I don't remember if Don Ellsworth talked about this at all that the last time we had him on there. But yeah, I mean, we have story after story of people in Muslim countries having a dream yep. that Jesus is just revealing himself very clearly to yep. them. And they wake up and yep. they have nothing 
no other choice but to follow him from that point on. Yep. Now, I will say, like this kind of gets off into a little bit of doctrinal stuff with mm-hmm. charismatic gifts and things like that. It almost falls under that. Mm-hmm. Like God tends to move in such a way in a certain place in a way that is specific to that certain place. That doesn't mean he will do that everywhere yep. because yeah. it's not needed That's everywhere. Right. But God That's does right. what God decides to do. I don't say needs to do, but yeah, what decides. he decides to do for, for the needs of the people That's right. in that place. Yeah, yeah. And can I just question of what I don't think, and y'all can argue with me and it's fine. I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that we have like foretelling dreams anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think that God, quote, needs oh, okay. to do that anymore. I'm not going to have a dream about the job I'm going to get mm. That's a future predicting dream. The dreams mm-hmm. that you're talking about mm-hmm. are dreams where God reveals it's himself. Revealing, so yeah. Yeah. That's different than I had a dream. Yeah, that's yeah. good. No, that's fine. I, I would say yeah, yes. Yeah, you've had deja vu. Don't lie. <laughs> I've had deja vu, but it wasn't like God wanted me to do X, Y, and Z. No, I, I would, <laughs> yes. And I would say that's true. We do have to be ca- uh, cautious with that. But I think God can do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it to reveal himself. Right. Um, I don't think it's prescriptive to say, oh yeah, I had a dream I have this job or I moved to this place or whatever. However, um, I think God can use isolated in- instances mm-hmm. to, to do that, to convince somebody of himself. For mm-hmm. example, before I came to the Lord, and this is really weird, and again, it's experiential. So no one can tell me, no, that didn't happen, right? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I feel like it did. And again, it's secondary or tertiary issue, but mm-hmm. like I had a series of premonitions mm-hmm. that came to fruition, and so I'm not banking on that as my salvation, but right. it pointed me to salvation. Right. Right? Does that make sure. sense? Because I'm like, wait a second, there is a God. Yeah. He is real. He showed himself in this weird way. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, I don't know. It wasn't the only thing. And it wasn't right. the final, the first thing or the final thing that- It was there's a, a compilation. Piece. It was a piece. Yeah. Right. And so I think, you know, in that for us, uh, a, a word of encouragement uh, to our people is let's, there are things that are black and white. Mm-hmm. someone's experience, if it's drawing them to the Lord, let's not be so quick to say, no, that's not real, or that's not a thing, right? Or that's not God. That's not God, right, yeah. right. We have to be careful with that. Now, I will say, we've already talked about this, we should if uh, test things mm-hmm. with the word yeah, in community with yeah. others, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's really important. Yeah, I would, yeah, maybe kind of just to peel off on the asterisk of what you just said, mm-hmm. it would be for a non-believer, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. For a believer, it could be a discipleship issue. Well, you know, I'm just, I had this dream and mm-hmm. I feel like, that. okay, hey, let's go to coffee because, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say this now, but I'll say it once we get to coffee, is that <laughs> what you said doesn't line it with scripture. So right. Let's, right. let's make sure that what you're sensing and perceiving actually lines up with the scripture that That's you say right. that you believe. So yeah. I think it's a discipleship yeah. versus an evangelistic mm, right. thing. That's a good you distinction. I mean? yeah. Good yeah, distinction. That is a good distinction. Um, I also think this is different than the way we, at least I, would interpret uh, interpret today's version of prophecy. When someone, I think Brad prophesizes, if you act like this, then this will happen, mm-hmm. right? That's different. I know it's He's different than dreams, but- telling versus yeah. telling versus That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's really, really important to, yeah. to, to have a distinction. So as we close down, shut this down, Lori- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, is this where I have to give my... Yeah. Okay, fine. And I'll just say that. No, I, got I, told you, I, got I knew something. you would have well, something. Well, no, it, it's not... Well, I just have something else I still want to say, and I'm going to couch it in pastoral encouragement. So let's finish the episode That's with some pastoral right? encouragement. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so one more cool typology that when we see... Let's see if I can pull this all together. When we see this kind of typology, it actually is encouraging when we think about the just the amazing big picture sovereignty of God. Mm, yeah. um, when I was reading through 
the part where, so kind of starting in verse 39 in chapter 41. Let me be sure I'm in the right spot. Yeah. So this is after Joseph has interpreted the dreams and um, Pharaoh says, you know, can we find a man, man like this in whom is a divine spirit? And so they keep going. And the things that happened is that Pharaoh notices the spirit of God on him in 39. And then he gives him a signet ring and garments of linen, linen garments of linen and a gold necklace. And then in 43, everybody bows down at the name of Joseph. And then in 45, he gives him this name, Zephineth Panea, which is like revealer of secrets. And then in 48, he gathers all the food. And in 56, everybody comes to him to get the bread. I mean, there's a lot yeah, of, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, look, there's Philippians mm-hmm. 2. At the name of Jesus, every mm-hmm. man will bow down. And yeah. I am the bread of life. And there's all of those sort of mm-hmm. connections between Joseph and Jesus, not in their personhood, but just in the way that the story lays out. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's kind of cool because we now might have to do one less episode because yeah, she you just, covered all she the just finished the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Thanks, Wait, <laughs> weren't we, ending, we weren't ending at 37, were we? No, no, it's fine. Wait, wait, wait. It's good. It's fine. I don't mind being wrong. No, 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 you're good. It's great. They are saying words that say it's fine and their faces are not fine. I just need everyone to understand. I'm really more curious about how often, how much practice you had to put into saying that name. I wrote it phonetically in my notes. Oh, there you go. Mm, See? Well done. That's a pro. That, that is a pro move. <laughs> not a rookie. No, you're not. <laughs> Jeff, you have anything? Close it down. Yeah, I mean, and we, it's not stuff we hadn't already covered, but just to put a, a fine point on it is, you know... You mean a bow? Uh, I'm going to let you do the bow. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make a point. You're you making bows. Bow. How about, po- points and bows. <laughs> points and Points, bows. buckets and bows. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, so uh, the fact that he gives God the credit, I mean, you pointed that out when... Um, yeah. They, when they were just telling about the dream, w- w- could he do it? Like before he even knew if God would follow through with it, yeah. he was he knew God could, and he acted yeah. in accordance with that, and he actually spoke that. Uh, he continued to trust God in his circumstances. This kind of reminds me of Paul. I mean, how often does Paul write in his letters? It's like, what is happening to me is actually served for the advancement of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like even in the midst of suffering, uh, to still be able to zoom out from our uh, acute circumstance and go, you know, what is God doing? Um, and then you know, ask somebody else to help us see what God's doing if we can't see it for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but just to be faithful where we are in the midst of whether it's good and uh, we've been released from whatever prison we're in, so to speak, actual or metaphorical, uh, or if we're still in it, you know, just to continue to just be faithful. Because that's what we see, I think, over and over in Joseph's life mm-hmm. after a certain point is that he just, uh, he just keeps going. And his understanding of... Um, yeah, of who God is and what God might be up to uh, and what really what he's called to do regardless of how he understands God or mm-hmm. what God may up, might yeah. be up to, like his, his integrity, his ethical purity, all these mm-hmm. things like just stay consistent. So just that, just that steady faithfulness. That's good. That's really good. I'm going to be like the cupbearer and say, I remember <laughs> my offenses today. I was wrong. It was Jack Handy played by Phil Hartman. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking of Stuart Smalley, played oh, by Al Franken. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so that was my Although mind. that would also be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next week. Thanks.